I'm Austin. I'm Quentin. This is Xmas Movies. The podcast where we talk about Christmas classics that aren't exactly classics. So, Home Alone 2. Is a movie that exists. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start with this movie because Home Alone, it to me, is a very perfect Christmas movie. And, and if we're talking about, like, fringe Christmas classics, this, to me, is, like, the perfect example of that because the first movie is so perfect and this one is fucking weird yeah especially because this is the movie i saw first i that's still really weird to me i don't I, it's how the f- I, I i know that like you, you said, this like, is like my parents getting mad at me when i like hadn't seen it's a wonderful life i wasn't born i'm not in mad at you it's just 1990 weird. <laughs> i wouldn't have seen it i know I it's it's just like it's 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 just a weird thing. It's just like it's not like I'm not mad at you or anything like that. Obviously, because no, it's a I dumb know. thing to get mad at someone for. But like, it's just a really weird. It's a it's a weird occurrence that you saw Home Alone two first. What I think <laughs> happened. I think I told you this. I I grew up in my I I didn't grow up, but I like the first uh, couple years of my life, I spent a lot of my time at my grandma's house. Uh, and she also ran a daycare, so it's very possible that she or just someone else at that daycare wanted to put on Home Alone 2, which, by the way, we've been calling by the wrong name. It's Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, oh, actually. I, yeah, I know uh, I know it as a, I know it as a subtitle. We're not yeah, going to get into that. She probably <laughs> fucking just put on the VHS at some point, no, my yeah. grandma or someone else. Like, that's probably what happened. But, yeah, this is the movie that I have more... I have more memories of, of the first movie, but when I think about, like, memories of watching it, I have more memories of watching this. Yeah, because it's just a batshit insane movie. It's it like, is. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, okay, like, the, ins- the 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 very inception of this movie is kind of weird. It's clearly just a cash-grabby sequel. Like, that's kind of what they meant Which to do. Which is weird, because, like, I've looked, I, I like looking at trivia, and John Hughes said he took this movie uh writing process very seriously for home alone too and like why is this what he came up with yeah it's okay let's just get some general criticisms out of the way this isn't a great movie (laughs) this is just it's this the a lot of what is wrong with this movie is unfortunately stuff that's wrong with the script because the inset like the very the nature of this movie requires kevin to act like a lot smarter than a kid should ever act because he has to get to fucking New York and he has to basically live in New York for like, a, I want to say a solid three days. I think it's two to three days because he def- he spends the night there. On top of that, basically, if Kevin has to be extremely intelligent in this movie, which he talks like a psychopath, but we'll, we're not going to get too far into that, all of the adults by proxy have to be extremely dumb. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... It's truly weird. Dumb, All of the is... characters like are really turned up a notch in terms of like their personalities. Uh, Kevin is made. There's that one scene uh, in the first movie where he like talks to the cashier at that one store and yeah. he, like talks like an adult, and it's like the cute. one scene. That's the that's yeah. the only scene in the in that movie where he kind of acts like yeah. an adult, and he like. He like acts like a little adult. I would say in other scenes, but like it's like it's a cutesy thing in this movie. That's kind of all it is. And there's one moment towards the end with his mom where like he's like very quiet and like a child, and it comes off as really weird because he spent the entire movie like being very articulate. And I think it's I think it's Macaulay Culkin's performance, which I do not fault him for because i actually love him and i like love a lot of the stuff he's done since then but 
I think, like, the environment he was in, being a child star, uh, also, like, I think in the first movie, he was young enough that it made, like, his performance kind of cutesy when it was a little awkward. Now it just feels, like, awkward, but the movie script makes him makes him seem like a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. The best part of this movie is, like, looking at him being like, this seems like a child who was completely traumatized by home invaders and is now wreaking havoc on new york city yeah. it's weird because like all the acting that the adults in this movie like kind of like provide like like is honestly pretty good they're not no with what yeah, they're, they're given great it's with with the script that they're given they're doing a great job tim curry is a gem as always no, harry is. and harry and marv yeah. are still hilarious it's just the shit that they're going through is just ridiculous yeah. i i really enjoy it and i think it feels like with some of the characters, they almost wanted them to be, like, more cartoony to appeal more to kids. But then there are a lot more dark elements, like, a lot more intentionally dark elements oh, yeah. in this movie, which is which is weird. But I, um, I don't know. Like, in the first movie, like, there were a lot of, like, goofy characters, but, like, they always felt like real people. Like, I, one of my favorite parts of the first movie is john candy's character the the polka king yeah. and i like he was kind of like zany but he felt like a real person with like real emotions and like he he just acted like an actual human being yeah. and i don't feel like anyone <laughs> in this movie actually does which like is yeah. fine but it it makes it makes when when no one acts like a real human and no one like reacts properly in this like very dark place it makes it seem really mean like everyone i think it's like the new york thing yeah that they're trying to go for but like like it's trying to say everybody's like everyone everybody in new york is an asshole which is a huge generalization by the way i will yeah but like <laughs> it's like i've n- I, no i've met nice people from new york I, yeah it's I like it's no, no there, it's 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 a stereotype that they're trying to play into but the thing is most of the people, like, most of the main characters in this movie aren't from fucking New York. No, they're from Chicago. They're from Chicago. Chicago or, which, or like, where are Harry and Marv from? Where are they from? Presumably Chicago, if they're robbing Chicago suburbs. The re- Why they're in New York makes no goddamn sense. It doesn't matter. But... No, that that was another... Like, all of the things in this movie are, like, they're set up, but they're, like, they're set up in, like, really weird ways. I... What movie were we watching recently? We were watching this movie, Werewolves Within. Yeah. It's, like, a fine movie, but just, like, the way everything was set up was, like, it was very, it was very subtly set up. It was very intentional. Up. It was very intentional. And, like, everything in this movie was very intentional, but with Werewolves Within, it felt like it made sense within the story. With this, it was yeah. like, oh, this kind of slightly improbable thing happens to set up this improbable thing. Yeah, it does. And it just keeps on going, which, like, it's like, I like movies are about, like, yeah, the, like, the one time that that happens. Like, it's about yeah. the one time, like, something but, out like, of the ordinary. This happens. is the second time this has happened. That's the thing. It's trying to set up essentially the same scenario as the first movie. This movie is functionally no different from the first movie. It basically follows an extremely similar plotline, except for the fact that Kevin is full-on attacking people instead of defending himself. Oh, yeah, but, no, that's another thing, is he he throws the brick through the window, the toy store window, dead. and that's enough. That's enough. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. He wasn't defending himself or yeah, his I, I cal- belongings. I calculated this shit. I counted, like, yeah. over the in, in his final... um. 
In the third act. In the third act, when he's, like, defending... He's not defending... He set up a kill room. That's what he did. Yeah, he's he basically... leading them through a series of traps. Like in, like, an old abandoned house, which, okay, it's it's under renovation, as they say, but it looks like an old abandoned house. No, but house. yeah, he should have killed Harry and Marv, like, 19 times in total. No, yeah, I counted. Harry was 8, and Marv was 11. Because, yeah. like, it was just, like, it's... It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal because he's not using, like, normal household items and Christmas-related things. He's using bricks, lighter fluid, kerosene. Like, he's just... No, it's ridiculous. It's just, like, he's assaulting these people. And, like, it's important to acknowledge, this is the second time this has happened. Yeah. (laughs) With the same characters, it's... Yeah, suspension of of disbelief is a very important thing in film, but it's, like... 11 I don't this. like I the I'm going to be honest with you the zaniness of it all like I don't care about the issue I have with it is it makes every time the characters act like in a very goofy way or like uh Kevin acts like incredibly intelligent and all the other characters act like really mean well not all the other characters even Kevin is like really mean and greedy in this movie like that's another thing he knows in the first movie he thinks his family fucking disappears in this movie he knows what happens and he's like i'm in new york i'm in new york i'm just gonna have a good fucking time i'm gonna spend my parents money like i'm gonna fuck shit up and it's it's like he is intentionally doing all of these things like it's not like he's jumping around in his home and trying on his dad's aftershave or like eating some candy he's spending like thousands upon thousands of dollars and like messing with just like so many people including people who like are assholes but at the hotel are doing their job <laughs> they think he, they they rightfully think he stole a credit card because he did yeah <laughs> he essentially did it was unintentional but he essentially but yeah, did what happens with when you get all of that i don't care about it being unrealistic what it, what happens is it makes moments of brutality less funny and more like brutal when like you see them get like hit by something i don't know why because like they like adjust they like fix their nose and they like get back up and it like should be like a cartoon but it feels empty it feels brutal it like it feels like what it what it is kevin's like attacking these people and then at the end of the movie, he goes up to the Christmas tree and he's like atoning for his sins. And it feels <laughs> dark. And it makes the scene where his mom comes in and is like, oh, Kevin, I found you. Makes it feel really empty, no, which yeah. is why I think this is could be considered a Christmas movie. So just not a very good one. No, yeah, let's let's talk about that actually. So we got so the whole like kind of point of this podcast. Oh, but is... yeah, we. By the way, we. This is the second time we've recorded this episode, uh, and we. Even then, we st- we're still going on a lot of tangents. In this. No, we are going on a lot of tangents. We were like, we're going to talk about only why this is a Christmas movie. It's been ten minutes, and we have not brought that up yet. Oh yeah, we're like, doing uh, so good. We're doing yeah. so good. But okay, the whole point of this podcast is we're trying to th- we're trying to figure out like, since these aren't necessarily like christmas classics in the same sense that a lot of other movies are like elf and like the original home alone we're trying to figure out how these kind of like christmas adjacent films fit into that so i think no doubt home alone 2 is a christmas movie but it fundamentally fails at trying to be the same kind of christmas movie despite trying as the first one It does like i the reason why i think it's a christmas movie is something fucked about myself which is that all those moments of brutality met with like comic zaniness 
uh, leading to like all the emotional and like Christmassy moments feeling really numb and like empty is something that I can relate to. At my lowest point, I remember one Christmas, like things were just like not good, but like I kept on like following it up with like jokes and shit like that. And it at the end of the day, when Christmas rolled around, I love Christmas. I try my best to like just really get into it. Everything felt numb and fake. And uh, that is something with myself. I don't know if other people will feel the same way, but this movie reminds me of that. And that's why I feel like it's a Christmas movie because it reminds me of bad Christmases. So one th- the, the thing that I associate this movie with a lot which it's not trying to do, is this movie, in my opinion, is very similar to Christmas Vacation. Like, Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this. There aren't any good people in A Christmas Vacation. Everybody is a complete and total asshole. Despite that, there's for some reason this element of, oh, it's the holidays, you gotta be cheerful and shit like that. And that's kind of a thing with most vacation movies. Yeah. Or most of the vacation series. That's yeah. Um, but, like, it's still, like, it when it's set at Christmas, it's just this really weird dissonance. And uh, with Christmas Vacation, it is all 100% intentional. And it's very funny because of that. But in Home Alone 2, they're clearly trying to be like the first Home Alone movie in that they're trying to be endearing and like they're trying to like kind of like say oh this is cute no this is brutal yeah <laughs> like, that's like this is like they're tr- they're trying to deny it and in all honesty that's kind of the perfect way to describe a lot of christmases in my opinion because it's just trying to be it's like ignoring all of the stupid shit mm-hmm. that you're going through at the moment and just saying oh this is nice yeah. i like this this is all yeah, great but with christmas <laughs> vacation it is i i don't know how this turned into home alone 2 versus christmas vacation because they're very similar they are very similar in terms of vibe <laughs> but like in christmas vacation it is very it is a, uh, intentionally they also both take place in the chicago suburbs well yeah they com- do well not <laughs> lost in new york i'm sorry i forgot that that new york was a suburb of chicago (laughs) let me speak anyway god god anyways sorry um anyways christmas vacation was intentionally about that it was intentionally about like all this shit is going wrong we're all kind of at each other's throats, but at the end of the day, even if it's like a little empty, even if it's a little numb, we're going to get together as if we're going to come together as a family and we're going to celebrate Christmas because that's what because that's what Christmas is for a lot of people. Like it's a lot of like chaos and like really weird and sometimes dark shit happening. But at the end of the day, you get together and you have Christmas. But Home Alone 2, you can feel that they're not trying to do that. And because it's not intentionally that, it makes everything feel like just even more numb and like it makes the even the moments where they are like they're coming together even more empty than it than like any other movie could ever make it and it makes kevin come off as a young jigsaw (laughs) in a lot of ways it really does and it it just makes 
even even by the metric that we are using, it's not doing a good job of being a, a home alone kind of Christmas no. movie. It's also not being a good job of being what like Christmas vacation because is. Because it's not intentional. Like, no. <laughs> so like it's like a Christmas movie, but it's doing a real shit job of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's not it it's a fun watch, I will say that much, but it's definitely not a very mm. good representation of just like this like the season. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I watched this on my like I said before, this movie reminds me a lot of uh some Christmases, a, a Christmas in particular that I've had in the past, and with Christmas Vacation, if I watch that on my own, like I at the end, I'm like, oh, like they're all coming together, and like in this movie, it doesn't ever feel like that happens. Yeah. All the moments are, yeah, are <laughs> they're they are meaningless, and oh, yeah. they're all just posturing. And if I watch this alone, I think I would cry. <laughs> not because not because it's making me, not because of the bird lady scene, not because of that. No, pigeon lady. Sorry, it's pigeon. Pigeon. Lady. No, yeah, that's how it's she's credited. Pigeon lady. It's weird. It's she doesn't have a name. It's just pigeon lady. Not because of that scene. Just because it reminds me of a shitty Christmas, but in a really bad way. I really, everything I'm saying, I think makes me think that maybe I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but I'm still gonna say it is. I'm still gonna say it is. Yeah, we're not giving these number ratings that generally, no. but since no, this is the first one, we're not rating this on. Uh, we're just out we're... of five out of five jingle bells or anything like that. <laughs> no, but like I feel like if we're get, we're putting this like Shit, we're... maybe we should have, maybe we should have. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not doing this. We're doing this again. Third take. No, let's go. No, fuck that. <laughs> no, but I think like since this is the first movie, we're putting this. I think. I think this is like very adequate. It's adequate to say that this is just like right over the edge of Christmas movie. Yeah, it's like the only thing pushing it over the edge for me is that it reminds me of a depressive episode I had during Christmas. That is, that's sad. (laughs) Not gonna lie, that's pretty sad. Well, that'll about do it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, But yeah, that that is. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the second time we've gone through without talking about Trump. <laughs> we're not going to talk. It's so we're not going to talk it's about it. Everyone's talked there. about him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, next time we're going to be talking about uh, Iron Man three. So. Can't use that. We can't put that in there. You fucked us. You it's fucked us. Yeah, it is. Oh no, that's that's it's like a weird. That's cashmere. We can't. Use, ca- we can't use cashmere. <laughs> we can't use cashmere even more. I'm Austin. I'm Quentin. <laughs> Have a nice day. Happy holidays. Ha 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 ha!